Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, good morning. For those of you who don't know, my name is Louise and I am the children's pastor here at Arena. I'm based at the Ilkeston campus and this year I'm so excited because I'm going to be in church one day a week volunteering. I've got so many plans uh, for our children's work. And did you know, our children's work is more than just a creche. It's more than somewhere just to shove the children on a Sunday so the grown-ups can do church. You know, our, our kids' church is all about our children having fun, making a Sunday at church a really great place to be, for making friends that are going to last them a lifetime. But most importantly, our kids' church is to help children learn how to follow Jesus and to follow him for all of their lives. You know, we want our children to know how to praise God and walk with God in the good times, but we also want them to know how to manage difficult times and how to lean into God. And, you know, it's my prayer that our children's work does that. We've got some great children's work here at Ilkeston. We're back on our children's work every week. Mansfield and Belper. We've got some great guys over there. We've got Liv in Mansfield and we've got uh, kids' church running for primary age children uh, every first and third Sunday of the month. And also Sarah is leading a great uh, work with the children in Belper as well. And they, again, are meeting twice a month. So, you know, if you've got children at home, if you are a child at home, get onto the website, get registered. Uh, so even if you're not ready to come back to church yet, you'll get information about the different events that we've got coming up over the next few months. And I'm sure you won't want to miss all of those. Well, it's a great honour to be talking to you this morning on our first Sunday as the children are going back to, back to school and, you know, more of us are getting back to different things in different ways. And I want to look at this, this morning how we can root ourselves in God's word and, and how that can help us. But before I start, I'd like to pray. Dear God, I pray that you will be here with us today, Lord, that your words will be on my lips, Lord, that our ears will be open to hear the things that you've got to teach us. Amen. Okay, so who likes instructions? Who likes getting instructions? Who doesn't like getting instructions? Yep, that is me. I am not a big instructions person. If I see a picture... That's what I'm going to try and make. If I'm cooking, I'll get my list of ingredients, shove it in a bowl, mix it all up and hope for the best. I have learned at times I need to read a few instructions. But I'm one of those people that just presses all the buttons to see what happens. New phone, I'm on it. All the buttons, what can I, what can I make work? I'm not going to sit and read the manual. And there's lots of things in our house that work in different ways. And uh, Tim's got quite a few tools in his, in his shed. And this is a typical conversation in our house. Uh, and this one happened uh, one summer. And uh, I was off work, so I'm a teacher, so it's the summer holidays. Tim's at work. And I decide in Tim's workshop, there's, I call it a circular saw. It's not a circular saw. It's a cross-cut saw. And it's this big circle thing that whizzes around and it cuts um, what I decided that day I needed to use that saw that day because I wanted to cut some wood up to put on a fence. So it goes a lot like this. Ring, 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 ring. Hi, 
Right, Tim, um, how do you use the circular saw thingy in the, in the workshop? What do you mean, how do you use the circular saw thing in the workshop? I mean, how do I use the saw in the workshop? Why do you want to use the saw? To cut some wood. Why do you want to cut some wood? Tim, just tell me how to use it or I'll just press all the buttons and find out what happens. Now, Tim knows that is what I'll do. So he normally goes, okay, this is how you do it to make sure that I'm safe. I'll half listen to that so I know roughly what I'm doing and get on with it. Poor Tim probably spends the rest of the afternoon at work worrying what state everything's going to be in when he gets back. But that, that happens over and over again. You know, pushing loads of buttons, making things work. Now, something else I love doing, and this I've got to show you uh, here, is uh, an instruction manual. You might be able to see it's a Lego one, but there's not only one instruction manual, there's two, there's over a thousand instructions. And I know that if I don't follow the instructions in this Lego manual, I'm not going to be able to make what, what it's showing me to make. And these instructions, following the instructions correctly, will make my beautiful Bugatti car. And I have to say, I didn't make it all myself. Tim and Faith did help out. Um, but there's no point me just pushing all the buttons and trying to shove it all together and seeing if it will work out because it's not. I need to follow the instructions and I need to follow the details. There might be a little bit that I think is not important, but actually it's really important if I'm going to have a model that is the way it should be for the purpose it was intended. Now, our lives are a little bit like that. We try sometimes to push all the buttons and sort things out and, and hope it works out and sometimes it doesn't work out so well. Instead of going to God's word and using his manual to help us be fit for the purposes that he's got. You know, there's a verse in the Bible, it's, Psalm 119, verse 105, and it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And where it says God's word, God's word means the Bible, the words that he's spoken that have been written down. And, and it, they're the instructions. There's lots of things in our Bible that tells us how to live and how to be. And it says those words are going to be a lamp to our feet. It's going to show us the way to go. Now, Interestingly, I would like that to be a massive floodlight so I can see everything and know where I'm going. But surprise, surprise, that's not what it's talking about here. It's talking more like a candle or a small lamp so you can see just what's in front of you. So when it says your word is a lamp to my feet, God's going to use his words in his Bible to show us the next step. And a light to my path. Now, I've read over this week that actually light to my path, light might could mean truth. And, you know, God's word is a lamp to my feet and it's going to shine the truth on my path, my path. Isn't that amazing that we could maybe discern what is truth and what is not on our journey? So God's word gives us guidance and principles to live by. So it's no good just reading God's word. We need to live by it. We're going to look at a few different ways that God has spoken about his word 
in the Bible. I've taken some of this but from an article by Aaron Brown, um, some of the scriptures, uh, but there's some really great bits in here. So firstly, we need God's word to help us grow. If you could eat just one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? What would you choose? First things that came to my mind, donuts, love a bit of jam, um, or pizza, maybe chocolate, um, and possibly not onions or cucumber. They wouldn't necessarily be top on my list. But what would be on your list? Whatever you've chosen, whether it's a healthier option or not, you're not going to get all the nutrients you need to grow well and to live well and to get the most out of your body. And, you know, it's, it's the same for us um, with the Bible. If we just try and run around doing our own thing our own way, we're not going to grow in the way that God wants us to grow. Jesus said in Matthew 4, man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And they're the words in the Bible. We need those words in the Bible because that's where we're going to get our guidance from. And that is where we're going to grow as Christians. You know, what we do on earth is not going to help us grow unless we're reading and following God's word. Secondly, God's word will help us and equip us for the jobs that we've got to do, the good things that we've got to do. Tim, poor Tim, my husband, who I talked to you about earlier. When he was much younger, he trained as a joiner a long time ago now. And he got a load of tools as he started his course. And he couldn't really do anything with those tools. There was no YouTube. He couldn't teach himself how to use them. He had to go and get some guidance, some teaching, some correction to be able to use those tools really well and make some great things, hang doors, make drawers, all those things. Um, some tools he picked up straight away. Others took a little bit of work. And the Bible can do this for us. It says in the Bible that all scripture is God-breathed, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for good work. So the, it says here that the words in the Bible will teach us, they will tell us when we're not quite doing it right, they will train us so that whatever situation we go into, we will be equipped for the work that God's got us to do. I don't know about you, but I have been in situations where I've felt, man, I am really out of my depth. I'm not sure if I'm equipped for this. But Holy Spirit has been gracious and dropped a thought or a word or an idea in my head. And I've, I've been equipped for that situation. You know, God doesn't want to leave us unprepared. His word will equip us. Remember, we're not just reading God's word. We need to do those things and follow his instruction. So what have we thought about already? We've thought about that reading God's word will feed us and, and help us grow as Christ, Christians. We can't just live on the things we do ourselves. Secondly, we've talked about how God's word will equip us to do the tasks that God's got us to do. 
And thirdly, we're going to talk about how God's word doesn't change. This summer, like most summers, um, we've been down to Cornwall. We've had a great holiday by the sea. My parents were there and my nieces and nephews. It was lovely. And as children do, the kids all went down the beach and made a big sandcastle. Uh, and they made turrets and moats and all sorts of things. It was fantastic. But as the sea came in, it didn't stand a chance. It just crumbled beneath the waves, this whole ocean pounding on it. You know, and God's word is not like that. When seas or troubles or things change, God's word remains the same. In Mark 13, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And what's that saying is that whatever is changing, whether your friends are changing, whether your school is changing, whether your work is changing, God's word stays the same. You can't change that. He said that he loved you. He said he created you and knew you before you were born. He knows all of that. Nothing, and that's written in his word, nothing is going to change that. He's not just going to suddenly wake up one morning really grumpy and decide he doesn't like you and love you anymore. Because God's word remains the same. It means that we can rely on it and it's true and trustworthy. So we've looked at how, God, how God's word helps us grow, how it equips us to do good works, and how it won't change. And finally, I want to think about how we need to think about God's word and how that, then it will give us success. One of the games I love playing on Kids Church is Kim's Game. It's a really great way to engage children online. So if you don't know what Kim's Game is, it's where uh, normally you would get a tray of objects out, but when we do it online, the objects come on the screen. You have so long to try and memorise as many things as you possibly can. And then the things are taken away, taken off the screen, and you've got to write down as many as you can. It's great. Some people do brilliantly. Others don't do so well. But what I do know is, if you ask most people half an hour later they probably won't be able to name half as many as they did before. They've not held it in their mind. They've not thought about it. Who would, I suppose? But compare that to, say, if you'd had a fallout with your friend or you'd said something that upset someone you loved. I don't know about you, but I've been in those situations and I've thought about that and thought about that and I can't shake that thought from my mind for maybe a whole day. And I've gone back to it and thought about it some more. How would I have said that? What should they have said? How could I phrase that better? And we think about it. And we, it's called meditate when we think about things over and over again. So we've meditated on it. Now, God doesn't want us to treat reading his word like the kin's game. He doesn't want us to go, oh, I've read my word today. Tick, done that. God will love me and not think about it anymore. He wants us to meditate on it, just like we would do if there was something really concerning us. Think about it. Come back to it in the, in the day. And, you know, it's not an easy practice to do. Because it says in his word in Joshua, it says, keep this book of the law, that means the Bible, always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. That means think about it, talk about it. That you may be careful, and that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be successful. 
So this is saying you need to think, think about what it is that you're reading in your Bible. Don't go for chapters and chapters and forget it just like you would do a Kim's game. Maybe read a smaller bit and really think about it and ask Holy Spirit to tell you what it is that it's talking about and then act on that. And it says here that you will be successful. You know, it's one of the reasons why we get our kiddies to do memory verses. So those words of God will go deep in, into their hearts. And, you know, as they grow up as adults, they'll be able to recall those because they've got those words to mind and we've thought about them. You know, if you've got children at home reading God's word, helping them memorise scripture and talking about what it means and thinking about it is really, really valuable for them as they grow up. And let's not forget the bit that says be careful to do everything that's written in it. Because if we just read and not act on it, we might as well probably not have bothered. So this morning, my hope and my prayer is that I've encouraged you to understand the importance of getting in God's word and how important it is. Please don't use your ability to be in a routine and read your Bible as something that will make God love you more. I tell you that God loves you because he loves you. He loved you before you'd taken any oxygen. You can't do anything to make God love you more or less. So if you're one of those people that have not managed to read your Bible so much, please don't feel condemned because God's not going to love you any less. In fact, the main person that benefits when we read our Bible more is ourselves and all those benefits that we've thought about. You know, children ask lots of questions about God. Um, but one of the most frequent questions they ask is, how come God is real? I can't hear his voice. He doesn't speak to me. And we'll often say, well, you know, God speaks in lots of different ways. It might be a feeling in your tummy. It might be a, a voice in your head. It might be a voice out loud. It might be a picture or a dream. And sometimes something might stand out in the Bible. But they will still say, but how do I know it's God? And we need to teach our children and ourselves to know God's voice. Now, if I get a text on my phone and it says, hi, beautiful, I know that text is from Julie Turner because that's how she talks. Everybody knows that's how she speaks. And so I know that is her voice. And as we spend more time in God's word, we get to know his voice. We get to know his character and we can discern much easier whether we're hearing from God and what God would say in different situations. So let's have a look at those benefits of reading God's word. Now, there's loads more. We've just touched the surface. We've said that God's word is a lamp to our feet. It's going to show us direction. We've said that God's word will help us grow. We can't live just by our own means on bread alone. God's word will teach us and correct us and equip us for the good things we've got to do. God's word will not change. And God's word, when we have it on our lips, meditate on it and do what it's telling us will give us success. I don't know, maybe you've been one of those people that have been pushing buttons all around in your life and trying to sort things out and not getting anywhere fast. What I want to encourage you to do, and all of us, is this week to get your Bible out, have a read, not loads, meditate on it 
act on it and just see what God will do. Maybe you've never asked God to be in charge of your life. And if that's something that you'd like to do today, all you need to do is ask him to be in charge of your life. Say sorry for the things you've got wrong and he will take over your life and you start an amazing journey with him. If that's something that you've done this morning, press the button on the screen that's just about to pop up and I would really love to pray for you. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you have given us this manual that tells us the way that we can live and how to be successful in our life. I just pray for all the people this morning that have committed their lives to you, that have said that they're going to follow you and follow your word this morning. I pray that you will bless them, that you will keep them safe and that you will fill their lives so they've got a clear path ahead of them, that your lamp will shine on their feet and they will know which way to go. Amen. Thank you so much for being with me this morning. It's been an absolute joy to share these thoughts with you. I hope you have a great week and I hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.